I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning. It is time to get up with the Cowboys and the D in Big D, which today stands for disaster, devastation, disappointment, and most of all, done. So what happens now? Who takes the fall? Does Mike Mack make it back? Or is Jerry ready to pull the plug? We'll have Shefty live with the answer. And then also, what love had to do with it? Holy smoke if they haven't gone and done it again in Green Bay. We've got all that and more on a Monday as we get up with you starting right now. Presented by ESPN Bet, and you can bet we are ready to roll. 20 minutes commercial free to open this thing. Put your feet up. We've got an unbelievable show coming your way. Nick is here. Rex is here. Dan Orlovsky is up with us from Tampa in advance of tonight's game. We will have Shefty. We will have Chris Canty. We will have Damian Woody coming off the upset of the year. The stunner of the season. First quarter yesterday in Big D. Already 7-0 Packers. And then, Dominique, how about this pick from Jair? Jair Alexander, this is an incredible play. To be able to get physical in that moment and make that catch while diving, set up an opportunity. That's as good as I've ever seen on an interception. Oh, my God. Sets the Packers up for He should have been captain. Another score. (laughs) Second quarter, they've flipped sides now. Packers on the ensuing drive. Aaron Jones, his second touchdown. This is actually as good as the D-line looks. I mean, uh, in the course of this game, they got pushed off the ball a bunch. Not right there, but they gave up six. Packers up 14-0. Next, Green Bay drive, third and seven. Love always off the back foot and so accurate. This is an example of his intelligence and accuracy and that zero coverage, well-designed play to find an opening right there. Six points. 20 to nothing. Now, two-minute warning at the half. Dak trying to bring them back. And then, oh, my God, Darnell Savage. Look at that turf play. Looked like a zone blitz where Darnell Savage completely disregarded his responsibility and took the pitch. Yeah, just amazing. That was the game changer right there. Game, set, match right there. 27 nothing. That's a 64-yard interception Woo. return. Dak had 61 yards passing at that point. They would score before the half, so it's 27-7. Third quarter now. Love, Romeo Dobbs. Why is he this open? Uh, we I couldn't don't know. figure it out, we, Brady. We, we looked at this. Me and Rex are watching this play over and over from the um, from the TV. I mean, from the, the All-22. Can't figure out the cover. Damn, it's ridiculous. And then it's Aaron Jones. He's from UTEP. He gave out over 20 tickets to family. They got to see him score three touchdowns. It's 34-10. to 10. And then, remember a minute ago when I asked you why is a receiver running so wide open, Rex? Who's covering Luke Musgrave? Yeah, well, this is a great play design. I don't know where the hell they got it from. Go ahead. Thank you, DD2. Uh, the uh, Lions right there, my sons. That's his boy. <laughs> Jerry and Jones. that's the truth. Jerry that's Jones the truth. They stole it. can't believe what he is seeing. The thrill of victory. The agony of defeat. Oh. It was over at that point. Uh, Dr. Pepper's for everybody. We Man. got issues. Man. Mike McCarthy, it is over in a big way. Jordan Love and company. Enormous win. Woo. Mike Mack, what just happened? We put ourselves in position to play a home playoff game. You know, it was a great, we had a great opportunity, but we clearly picked the wrong day to have a bad day. Just shocked, honestly. Um, from the beginning of the game, uh, yeah, we got 
beat. There's no other which way to, around it, no way to sugarcoat it. Um, obviously, I didn't play well, uh, and shock. I don't want to rank it, but I will tell you that I'm floored. This is beyond my comprehension. It is that for a lot of people. And so, Danny, I'm looking at Dak Prescott's numbers here on this game. 41 out of 60, Rex. Yeah. 403 yards. Don't you dare blame Dak Prescott for this game. What do you mean? No, the defense stunk. I don't care. Dak Prescott, and I get it. Dak only threw for 403 yards, rushed for 45 yards. It's Dak Prescott's fault. The hell it is. This defense stunk. And and that's that's you want to why they lose why they look like crap why they get out coach I don't know but point to the defense period period it was excruciating to watch we will work our way to the offense Danny I know you are 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 itching to dive into the way the quarterback did or did not play but Rex insisted in our meeting this morning no matter how hard I tried to talk him out of it that we start with the defense Dan. It was excruciating to watch. I mean, those of us who wanted to see the Cowboys make a deep run, they gave up They gave up the run on the very first play of the game, and they never stopped it the entire day. What happened to the Cowboys' defense yesterday, Dan Orlovsky? Exactly what we talked about on Monday, Greeny. On Monday morning, we came in of last week and said, listen, this is a bad matchup for Dallas. Green Bay is going to put Jordan Love under center. Green Bay is going to use a ton of pre-snap motion. Green Bay is going to use a ton of play-action pass. And the Cowboys defense has struggled with all that. And for some reason, no one wanted to listen to that. Early on, you saw the under center, 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. They kept play faking at Micah Parsons to make sure that they could protect the backside while also making sure that they helped that front side tackle. And then what they did was they attacked the man coverage. They would fake running to one side and run back across from where they came from. Jordan Love had great pockets all afternoon. This allowed him to play very comfortable. They quick snapped the Cowboys defense on multiple times. This is a perfect example of it. Micah Parsons wins. This is why they kept faking at Micah to essentially create that double team. And Dobbs is going to fake like he's going to start at the bottom of the screen, go to the top of the screen, and then run back out. The motion confused coverage multiple times. Jordan Love was able to get the ball out on time. And in the run game, you're going to hear this all day. Split flow. Ryan Clark did a tape on it last week. They run zone one way, so everyone blocks one way, and then they take a guy from that area, and then they bring him across. The motion clears the underneath or the second level. They cut the backside. They did this to Micah Parsons six times in the game. Clearly had a plan for him. This was Greeny. Let's let's not make any mistake about this. Matt LaFleur in Green Bay ran circles around Dallas and Dan Quinn. And Dan Quinn's a great coach. Ran circles around them. Okay? So this was an unbelievable plan. Not surprising. If you had listened all season, we talked about this Dallas defense struggles with motion and with play action. That's why it was a bad matchup and they got embarrassed. And more importantly, though, I think they struggle versus uh, teams that are committed to running the football. Yeah. And, and to me, they got destroyed on first down. They gave up nine and a half yards on first down. Like, it's crazy. The first drive of the game, this is fantastic. You only have eight rush attempts, by the way, in this first drive. Right. They did everything they wanted. Why, when you run the football, is, is uh, the play action so deadly? Because everybody, oh, I better play the run. Now they're throwing the ball behind the thing. And the other thing, too, is 
Why is it important? When you run the football, look at the protection on some of the – here's a little screen pass here. But when you run the football and you run play action, it helps your protection. And that's where Green Bay was a protection first team. They absolutely destroyed them. They absolutely outcoached Dan Quinn. By the way, why in the hell Uh out of 54 snaps, offensive snaps – are you playing six-plus DBs on 48 of them when a team's running the ball down your throat? Say that again. They had 54 offensive snaps. They had six defensive backs on the field for 48 of the 54. Six-plus yeah. for 48 of the 54 snaps. You don't do that when you're getting your brains kicked in. Yeah. All right, running the football. How about we put bigger personnel on the field? How about we try to uh, run blitz? Anything besides just taking an ass kicking. Th- th- that's exactly. So this morning, I wish you all could have been in our meeting this morning. Rex was so frustrated oh. with their lack of adjustment oh. that he was actually drawing up stuff, <laughs> plays for me. I have it might as well have been drawings from the wall of a cave. I have no idea what it was. At one point, I had to ask him which side was the offense and which side was the defense. But but the point is, Nick, that even. And I, yeah. as a fan, I'm sitting there going, do something, adjust in some way, because they were just getting it shoved down their throat the entire game. I think Dan nailed it with uh, the Packers having a great plan. It seemed They seemed committed to avoid third down at all costs. They did not want to get in, because that's Correct. when you have Micah Parsons on the loose. You saw them on that first drive. The running games were, were the running game was working, but the play action, I think, even though they didn't do it much that first drive, that was really the killer right there. They would take those big shots on second down, because they did not want to get in third and long, and it was effective. They max proed once, and then the second time they left Zach Tom manned up against Micah Parsons with the play action to him, and he held up in that situation. Those are the, t- the plays and opportunities where you have to make a play. Someone has to make a play. Well, that number on your screen, they average not, you just said it, yeah. but when you look at it, yeah. you go back and through history of, of pro football, any team that averages nine and a half yards per play on first down, find me how many games they've lost. Uh, yeah, how about uh, yeah. every single one of them? Right, that's what I mean. But, I mean, it's crazy. But you know what's funny? Why uh-huh. is it important, like, on, uh, you know, here they, they isolate one-on-one Micah mm-hmm. Parsons. Oh, he doesn't get to the quarter. Yeah, because he's playing the run first. Yeah. He's got to convert to pass rush, and that's another reason. He's not just going and, and like this. He made a couple tackles on those runs when they did run it away from him, but he was making it three and four yards down the field, and their expected yards per carry was about 4.3, which means that that offensive line was pushing them back. They were expected to get four yards. Anything on top of that was icing. That O-line was playing well, and it was not just because they were bigger and more physical. It was also scheme that Dan pointed out with the split zone. All right, so. We've got that on the table 10 minutes in. And Rex, you were right. The Cowboys' defense was atrocious. atrocious. There may have been almost nothing their offense could have done to win the game because their defense was so overmatched. That said, uh, Dan Orlovsky. Don't Orlowski, let him off the hook. I'm not letting anybody off anything. Trust me. I'm now giving you the floor. How would you assess the performance of the Cowboys' quarterback yesterday? You know, it was worst of the season, and it came at the worst time. I thought he looked panicked. I thought he looked flustered. I thought he looked worried, uh, made kind of uncharacteristic decisions, at least of this year. Green, he looked like Dak of last year. Those two interceptions, I know Jair's is, is a great play. It's inexcusable. It's man-to-man coverage. The motion comes down. They're playing in and out. Jair's going to take the guy going out. This is third and four. Dak, he's not open. CeeDee Lamb is going to come wide open on the corner route. That's your guy. He's playing against a second or third cover man, but you force it to – 
Brandon Cooks and or Jair Alexander, that's an uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic decision from this year. Now we're going to get that zone pressure Dom mentioned. It's three deep, three underneath. The motion happens. No one goes with him. Dak, we're playing zone coverage. It's triple slants. You have to read this inside out. Number three to number two to number one. Brandon Cooks is uncovered. It's zone. You never throw to the inside guy in zone. He literally threw that interception last year. The same interception last year. And so while Jair's play is a great play, it's a poor decision. It's the wrong decision. You're throwing a covered route to the number one corner to your number two or number three wide receiver when your guy is wide open. So flustered, panicked, hurried, rushed, whatever adjective you want to describe, it was the worst performance this year for Dak Prescott. It was completely opposite of every way he had played up until that point since the San Francisco game. And it has to make you pause with decision-making for his future in Dallas. Oh, I, I, am, I, I couldn't disagree more with, with Dan on the fact this guy is the future of this team. You, you're not going to let Dak Prescott, who basically played at an MVP level this year, and, and we're not going to bring him back. Right. I think that's absurd. I mean, now, look, Dan, I got to say something on, on that. The, the Jair Alexander interception. Double, lamb was doubled. That, that, to me, the ball is going to go there. The, the man worked open. This is one of the greatest interceptions I've ever seen. And to me, look, watching beat him to the spot. He ends up playing Lamb's over the top doubled. of him and beating him to the spot. I don't blame Dak for throwing that. This is just an unbelievable. Look how he gets the arm over and getting in position. This is as good a technique as, as I've ever seen against this type of uh, route. And so to me, I don't blame Dak on this one. Now, the second one, oh, we can definitely coverage. make an argument on that, okay, yeah, it shouldn't go there. And I get it. But what happens is his eyes are inside, and as soon as they come off, the kid breaks breaks out and he makes a play. Uh, Savage does. Yeah. And it, it makes that's a huge mistake. There's no doubt about it. All right. But to me, three. overall performance, I would say, oh hell oh, no. And and yes, are you oh, pressing? No, no, no. You oh, are. oh hell no what? You thought Oh that? hell no it's not on Dak Prescott. So, so you're saying I will go so far as to say I'll go with you if you want to say the defense was the reason that they had no chance. They You're not no going to tell me Dak Prescott played well yesterday. I'm not going to say he played well. Horribly yesterday. No, he, when the game was a game, he was terrible yesterday. Well, I'm going to say this. He played like a superstar compared to that defense. He did not play well. Okay, I get it. Oh He's gosh, played dude. much better. Rex. But I'm telling you, that defense, I don't care if Joe Montana's at quarterback. Nobody had a chance back. Dan, Rex. go. Rex, Rex, we're not disputing. The defense, everyone was awful. The coaching was awful. The defense was awful. Dak was awful. CeeDee Lamb was not doubled on that play. It was press four. He's breaking yeah. out on a corner route. You, the, Jair Alexander has got that play covered, so don't throw him the football. That's the wrong decision. The interception, the second interception for a pick six, it's three deep, three underneath. The, it, the, the guy's staring right at that the quarterback, like, there's no way that we could sit yeah, here and I, say no, but, that, but that is we're, a, the good decision okay, say or this. the right I think decision. It's, I think it's, it's probably wrong. a waste. Of, I think it's probably a waste of time. I disagree with you on the the Zaire, the Jair Alexander interception. I completely agree with you on the second interception. <laughs> but I think it's probably a waste of time to argue these individual plays. 
Dak was not good in this game. But the bigger picture is Dak over the course of his career. And in these big games, it's hard to argue that he has not been able to – it's hard to argue that he's been able to lift okay. his team. So you're expecting him in this moment to keep them in the game. As bad as the defense was, with a quarterback like Dak, who's been as good as he has all season, like – we need you, we need this offense to keep them in the game, and he was unable to do that. What we need to do is actually have a defense show up in the playoffs. Yeah. That's the Agreed. issue. The last three losses, all right, San Francisco twice, Green Bay and things like that, they've allowed teams I, – I, Himbo gave me a stat. It's like 103 rush attempts to 70 pass attempts. That's what you're giving up. You're getting your brains kicked in because you're not built Rex. to win in December and January – when the snow flies, because your team's not physical. I understand that, but this was the first time in the, uh, uh, of the three games you're talking about where they gave up a ton of points. The, the, the reality, yeah. look, I, I, I love your passion for the defense because you believe that is the answer, and that's I the do. way you, I get it. And yes, they were horrific yesterday. The Cowboys' defense was it was a fire everybody game on the defensive side. But the reality is, Dan, and I thought, look, I'm not a body language expert or whatever, but when Dak, when they first showed him running out on the field, I thought, he looks tight. He, and maybe it's because Green Bay had just gone right down the field and scored on him, and it, it, he had a bad feeling one way or another, Dan. I am totally on your side. I thought when the game was a game, Dak Prescott yesterday, and I love him, I thought Dak was terrible. It, it was his worst game of the year, Greeny. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is against the defense in Green Bay. That about yeah, four or five weeks part. ago, in consecutive weeks, had Bryce Young and Tommy DeVito as the NFC Players of the Week. This is a Green Bay defense that everyone made fun of. This is a Green Bay defense that unequivocally people thought that this Dallas Cowboys offense would go up and down the field against. There, there was never a moment where you said, oh my gosh, great play by Dak. They, they totally controlled this football game. And Rex... In the last three playoff losses, he's got five interceptions. He's got ten sacks. No one is debating if he's a good player. Dak is a good player. He has been a good player his whole career. Dak had a great season. But once again, when, it, when they needed him to be the difference maker, he went against the kid who's playing in his first career playoff game on the road, and it wasn't even close. And here's the last point. And Dom, Rex, Greeny, you guys can't argue with this one. In his career, in the playoffs, from when he started to where he is now, the performances have gotten worse. Outside of the Tampa Bay game, when they stunk last year. Yeah. When he was younger in the playoffs, he played solid. He played good. They've gotten progressively worse. No argument. I I have to say this. Go. Like, this one here, this was, I mean – their defense got destroyed. Yeah. And now we're going to put it on Dak, who's, yes, is he pressing some? Of course. You're down no, by how many points? Now, I get it. The, 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 the touchdown, uh, the pick six was absolutely yeah. an atrocious uh, throw. But no way in hell am I putting this thing on Dak Prescott. I, I'll tell you this. I would have loved to have that dude as my quarterback. I can guarantee you that. And, and the thing that gets me, like, no, I'm not letting this thing go. Go. Because this guy, and look, by the way, Dano, you forgot Baker Mayfield had a perfect uh, QBR against yeah. that horrible defense of Green Bay also. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. But we, yeah. I expected I expected <laughs> Dallas would – they would go up. I was one of those guys who thought they would go up and down the field against this defense. I really did. But – and yes, I see what you're saying. Grinny, you, your point about Dak, his body language at the game. I thought the entire football team looked shocked, mm-hmm. shocked 
on that first drive. When Green Bay, the nerve of Green Bay, to sit back and say, we're going to take the ball. Nobody takes the ball. All right? Why? Because you want those back-to-back possessions in the second half. Right? Right? They take it and go 75 yards. You don't have an answer. And it's like, oh, did this just happen? And when you hear the comments, Greeny, from Jerry Jones, when you hear the comments from Dak, you hear them from everybody. McCarthy. They just assumed that they were the mighty Cowboys and they could lay their jocks on the field and win. Never happened. Which brings us, I have to pause here, but only briefly. And we've got nothing but time to dive into all of this. Dan, you can see he has a lot more to say, and he will. And D. Wood is going to join us and everything else. Because we haven't even gotten to what I think was the most important part of the game, although Dan touched on it. The Cowboys were outcoached. Every yeah. conceivable way a team can be outcoached yesterday. So what does that mean for that man's future in Big D? We will have Adam Schefter live in this hour to talk about the call that Jerry will make. Will he make a call to Bill Belichick? That's what everyone was talking about yesterday. And then we will tell you what love had to do with it. Holy smoke, they've gone and done it again in Green Bay. Sit back, folks. We're just getting started. It's Get Up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder.
Setup is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sportsbook of ESPN, and in part by Sensodyne, number one dentist-recommended brand for sensitive teeth. Meanwhile on planet Earth, one man you want to hear from today, Stephen A. I've been telling y'all now for 28 straight years, 29, and counting, just wait. Be patient. They won't let you down. But you wouldn't listen. You wouldn't listen, did you? You wouldn't listen. Now look what's happened to you now. They're a happier person on planet Earth today than Stephen A. Smith. We have so much more on this as we go, including will it mean the end of a coaching era in Dallas? We'll get the answers to those questions and more. All the big fellas ready to jump in. D. Wood will join the conversation and Shefty's on the way, too. It's Get Up on ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to Get Up. We are presented by ESPN Bet. From the beginning of the game, we got beat. No way to sugarcoat it. Here's the handoff, Aaron Jones blasting up the middle. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Prescott is back, throws it left. It's intercepted at the 20-yard line. Jair Alexander. There's no excuses. I suck tonight. Takes the handoff, tight pocket. Throws it, intercepted back the other way. It's going to be a pick six. They came out here. They're better than us in all facets of the game. To the end zone. Touchdown, Don Tavian Wicks on the post. What a story. Jordan Love. We're hurting. We're disappointed. Clearly picked the wrong day to have a bad day. Where to begin with the disaster that was the day for the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, the Packers were brilliant. But the Cowboy defense led by Dan Quinn, which was the backbone of this team, they were allowing 18.5 points per game. That was fifth in the league this year. They allowed 48 points yesterday. Granted, one of them was a pick six, but even so, it's the most in the 67 playoff games the Cowboys have played in their franchise's history. And, and we're sort of all over this thing this morning, and the conversation has jumped in a million different directions. And Dee Wood has jumped into the conversation. Dan is in Tampa Bay. Shefty is on the way. Chris Canty today as well. But, Dee Wood, let's hear from you this morning. We, we have been trying to assign blame 
And candidly, it was such an epic meltdown for the Cowboys. There has been plenty to go around. But if someone were to ask you this morning, what was the single biggest reason the Cowboys got blown out in their own building yesterday, what was it? Matt LaFleur's brilliance. I mean, think about this, Greeny. The, the Green Bay Packers are the youngest team in the National Football League. Matt LaFleur had those guys ready to go against a team that was the most dominant team at home in the National Football League. Literally, the Dallas Cowboys were just absolutely throttling teams at home. And he had that team ready to go. The one thing I said last week going into this game is that the Dallas Cowboys are a front-running team. They jump on you early, and then they steamroll you. Well, Matt LaFleur had those guys ready to go. They jumped out early, and they never looked back. From the scheme, the preparation, he coached circles, circles around Dan Quinn and company yesterday. And I just got to tip my cat to Matt LaFleur, man, because that's not an easy task. Those guys were prepared and ready to go. That's well said. And the and company, of course, is the head coach, Mike McCarthy. Uh, and so let me come to you on that, Dan Orlowski. This was not the kind of game. And you could see the shock in the face and the tone of Jerry Jones after the game yesterday. This was not a decision he was expecting to have to make this quickly. I don't think any of us were expecting that. This did not feel like the kind of game from which you just run everything back. We bring back the coaching staff. We bring back the quarterback. We, do, we just bring everything back. What's the big change that you make this morning, Dan Orlowski, if you own the Dallas Cowboys? Everyone, I restart everything. Green, I was born in 1983. That's the most dominant and embarrassing loss I've seen the Cowboys have in, for a good football team. Just to put this game into context, so anybody that matters, like the most important pieces, I'm, I'm, I'm changing, changing it all. I'm changing it all. The, to put it into context, this game, okay? Because a lot of people are running from the truth in this one. This is the highest expectations the Cowboys have had in probably three decades. Rightfully so. Okay, this is a football team that had won 15 straight games at home. They were averaging almost 40 points per game at home. They had a quarterback who, rightfully so, was in the MVP conversation this year. They had a wide receiver who was in the Offensive Player of the Year conversation. They had three offensive linemen make all pro. They got a tight end in Ferguson who's one of the best young tight ends in the NFL. They got a guy in Micah Parsons who many people say is in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. They got 15 pro bowlers who's the second most in the NFL. And they got dump trucked. Dump trucked. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, when they play San Francisco and Green Bay, are 0-5. They lose by an average of 13 points in that game. They got to restart everything. And for everyone that's going to say, well, what are you going to go to? I don't know right now. The game happened 18 <laughs> hours ago. But there's no way that people in that building, the way that those most important decision makers are in that place, can sit here and think in their soul that they can go win a big game when it matters the most. No way. I restart everything. Everybody ready to dive in. I'll get back to yeah. you what I promise. Rex, if, if your, your, your inclination tends to be to defend the coach. And Mike McCarthy, there are ways to defend him. He's won 12 games in the last three, each of the last three regular seasons. There are very few head coaches who can do that. That is success in and of itself. Yeah. If you were the owner of the team this morning, would you make a coaching change? I would not. I would not. And, I mean, we can't just ignore the fact that this man's won 12 games uh, three years in a row. We right. can't ignore it. Mm -hmm. All right? Against a pretty dang good conference. But the, the thing is, too, 
he, he made, he put himself out there. He said, I'm going to be the play caller. I'm going to do all that. We saw their offense really improve, yeah. made strides, okay? The thing that they got to look at is how are we going to, like championship medal is one games in December and January. How are we going to get there? To me, you don't get there by getting uh, destroyed at the line of scrimmage, especially defensively. Like, are you kidding me? We, we've got to have an, a personnel thing. We've got to bring in a linebacker. We've got to bring in some maybe bigger bodies up front. But we just can't take an, an ass-whipping. And, and to me, that's the thing. Dan Quinn is an outstanding coach. Okay, he really is. But he needs to do it from elite. We've got to get how we saw it in Atlanta. What happened? Major collapse when in a Super Bowl. Is, uh, well, they had yeah. the lead. Yeah, they but, did. Yeah. But and then they had a major collapse. We've got to look at how are we going to get there. It's hard. Go ahead. It's hard to make an argument against what Dan is saying, except for it's just crazy. You have useful pieces. Your answer is blow up everything. I agree that if you're, you get beat offensively, defensively, and on special teams in several years in a row, you have embarrassing exits. Last year, they were not better than the team that they lost to. That's fine. You expect that sometimes you're going to be able to win those games. They're not able to do it. I get where Dan's coming from, but I stop at the quarterback. We start talking about getting rid of everybody, and it's not its not just – I get Dan's point that arguing, well, it could get worse. Well, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. I get that that's not a legitimate argument to keep holding on to. But Dak is good on bordering on great. The trouble with it is he needs a little bit of help. There are quarterbacks in this league that need a little bit of help. Wait, There's wait, only wait. three or four guys. I'm sorry. That, he has it, Nick. He didn't Dan have just ran it. But because he, he was a big part of he the was. problem and his defense was awful, but he just said it. He's got C.D. Lamb and Jake Ferguson and Tony Pollard and three all pros on the they offensive line. They need to line. show up. Listen. They need to show up. So my point is, if you're expecting Dak Prescott to go uh, Patrick Mahomes in the, through the course of the playoffs, then yes, get rid of him. You're not going to find Patrick Mahomes, but he's a good enough quarterback to win a championship with, with the right things around him playing well. He had the things around him they didn't play well. What, what things around him does no, he they that need they to don't perform. already have? Here's they the other thing. Perform. They're about to lose all those things. Okay. Right? They got to give him $60 million. They got to give $30 million or $20 something million to CD land. They got to give 20 something million to Micah Parsons. This was their the hardest. The hardest thing to find in this league and the most difficult thing to replace is the quarterback position. If you think that you can get a quarterback that's slightly worse than Dak for a lot cheaper, by all means go ahead and try. But most teams in the league spend every season looking for a quarterback and not finding him. Except for the Green Bay Packers, move on from him and you're going to be you. back to about the coach? Carter days. How about the coach? Are you the coach, a change the, there? The coach is harder to defend. It depends on who you're going to move on to, but he's a lot harder to defend. D. Wood, what changes are you making this morning if you're Jerry? I'm damn sure getting rid of the coach. I'm damn sure getting rid of the coach. I don't want to hear a damn thing. Listen, we talk about, listen, we talk about, I don't want to hear about no 12 and 5 wins. It's that's not it when it comes to the Cowboys. Everything when it comes to the Cowboys is about the postseason. We've been talking about it year after year after year. It's the postseason. When what are you gonna do in nut crunching time? When it's when everything's on the line, what are you gonna do? And yesterday we saw Matt LaFleur with the youngest team in the league in Green Bay go into Jerry's world where they've been the most dominant team at home of any ball club in the National Football League and absolutely dominate them. And are we expect to run that back? Mm, that would be crazy. Studio. Guess what? 
Detroit's not going anywhere. Green Bay's not going anywhere. San Francisco's not going anywhere. I could go on and on. These teams are going to get better in the conference. We just said the Dallas Cowboys, this was their best opportunity in like a quarter of a century to get to the Super Bowl, and they got their ass handed to them yesterday, and we're supposed to run it back? Mm. Like, come on, man. Like, He's Jerry, right. Jerry, right. Jerry He's Jones right, said right. it himself. Can't Jerry Jones it. said it himself. He doesn't have much time left, okay? He doesn't have much time left. Running it back would be just stupid. It would be totally stupid to run it back. Dan, we're about to have, first of all, I co-sign everything Damian Woody just said, and I co-sign his passion yeah. for it. Dan Orlovsky, we're going to have Shefty in a couple of minutes. You, you know what was all over Twitter yesterday. The name Bill Belichick is trending. Do you see any way in the world that there could be a marriage between Belichick and Jerry Jones? Dan. Oh, absolutely. Now, Coach Belichick would have to be on board with Jerry Jones and, and the front office, which the front office has done a great job of acquiring talent. He'd have to be okay with that. That's probably needed given what's happened in New England over the past couple years. The biggest question with all of this is going to be this. If the Cowboys move on from Mike McCarthy and results are what results are, okay? Are you the next head coach, if that is the case, good with paying Dak Prescott $60-plus million? Because if you are, you're going to be hampered a little bit. That's just the truth. Bill Belichick's going to have to be okay with if they choose to pay Dak Prescott $60-plus million. When we have the proof of what happens in the playoffs, you're going to have to be okay with that. Well, that you know it. what else we have the proof? Yeah. If Bill Belichick doesn't have a quarterback, he won four games this year. He's 29 and 37 well, according since to you Tom guys, Brady he'll left. Win the Super Bowl so next year with Dak. all I know is I'm taking Dak Prescott. You if, if you have Bill Belichick or anybody else, I'm giving Dak Prescott the money. All right, everyone, stay where you are. I, I, this is a day that I need five hours to do this. I have a short break to take. Everyone, stay where you are. We'll come back with much more on this, including Mike McCarthy's future. Adam Schefter, I believe, is sitting right next to Dan Orlovsky. Hey. He's going to join us live as we continue. All our crew down in Tampa, good enough to get up early with us this morning and bring us the insight we will ask Sheffield what will the fallout in Dallas be next hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage 
all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Lift every voice and sing. The way that he used his voice in this platform, no matter if it was in the eyes of ridicule or imprisonment or whatever the case was, he he didn't back down from that. And so for us, it's inspiration to use our voice and our platform to speak for those that can't speak for themselves um, and to continue the fight that he, he left in our hands. And we are back on Get Up. We are presented by ESPN Bet and the Packers all over the Cowboys yesterday in Dallas since the Cowboys' last Super Bowl title in 1995. Look at their postseason numbers. 5-13, that's the 28th best record in the NFL. Eight of the 13 playoff appearances have ended one and done. They haven't even been back to the NFC Championship game in that time. And so we're all over it this morning. And so much of our football crew is down in Tampa. My man Rex doing the show here today and then flying down, which we appreciate so much. And Orlovsky is there and Shefty is there as well and gets up with us early. Shefty, you saw it. I mean, the whole world is ready to fire Mike McCarthy yesterday, but only one person gets to make that decision. Now, you have reported all along that the way the Cowboys season ended would play a significant role in how this thing turned out. Well, it ended as badly as it possibly could. What do we expect? Well, everybody's waiting to see what the fallout is today, this week, whenever, because it could come at any time. And everybody wants to see what Jerry Jones ultimately decides. And as you mentioned in the last segment, I don't think he was ready and prepared to have to make this decision today. So he has to process all the information. But as you said there, Greeny, and as I've been told all year long, Mike McCarthy always was, always was going to be judged by how Dallas's last game of the season ended. Well, the last game of the season ended yesterday. It didn't work out well for Mike McCarthy. It didn't work out well for Dak Prescott. It didn't work out well for defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, who's a candidate for other head coaching jobs. So everybody associated with Dallas yesterday was tarred in one way or another. And as I was flying down to Tampa from Bristol, Connecticut, yesterday afternoon and watching this game on TV, streaming the game, it reminded me a lot of the Thursday night Chargers-Raiders game when the Chargers were getting blown out, and I must have gotten 20 texts from people across the league saying, Brandon Staley's going to get fired tomorrow. He has to get fired tomorrow, right? I could not believe how much reaction it generated. It was a replay yesterday flying down with the Dallas Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. Text pouring in. Bill Belichick's on Zillow looking for homes in Dallas. Mike McCarthy's out. <laughs> they have to make the move. It was a replay. It reminded me so much of that Thursday night. And now it really is up to Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, to decide how they want to handle this. Mike McCarthy's got one year left in his contract. It is tough to bring back a coach in the last year of his contract. Good point. But I also would say this. He did that with Jason Garrett. He made Jason Garrett coach into the last year of his deal. Don't know that it worked out the way that anybody would have wanted, but he's done that before. 
I think the feeling around the league is it would be hard to imagine him doing that now, but that's a decision that Jerry and Stephen Jones have to make regarding the future of the Dallas Cowboys. And as you know, as we've heard, people want blood. Look, he's so bombastic that sometimes we associate him with people like George Steinbrenner. But he couldn't be more the opposite. He's actually shown great patience, sometimes to a fault. Shefty mentioned with Jason Garrett. Nick, you've been fighting back on Dak all morning long. But as far as the coach, if you owned the team, would you make a coaching change? Well, yeah, I think you have to at this point, given the way that everything has played out. And what he said before the game, if he said it's going to be about this last game – it couldn't have been any worse right. in this last game. So if that's what he said, if he meant it when he said it, he has to follow up with that. The Dak conversation, to me, is absurd. Moving on from him in this situation is ridiculous. But Mike McCarthy, yeah, the coach. And when you have failures everywhere, the head coach, somebody's got to pay, and it's normally him. Rex, Bill Belichick to Dallas. Come on. He's on Zillow. Shefty's been mentioning it. <laughs> it was all over the place yesterday. But you know this league better than anybody. Is that if they are going to make a change, does that feel like a sensible direction for them to go. No, it doesn't. And I'm going to tell you why. Number one, uh, Jerry Jones is the face of this franchise. As soon as you get Bill Belichick in, now he becomes the face of the franchise. Belichick's only going to take a job, in my opinion, where he has complete control of the entire, uh, the personnel, all of that. That's not going to happen with Jerry Jones. So, to me, I don't see it happening. Shefty's shaking his head. He knows a lot more about it than I do, but I'm just telling you, in my opinion, it doesn't work. (laughs) I I could see Shefty out of the corner of my eye as well. Go ahead, uh, Shefty, no. Rex, Bill Belichick wants to coach football. If it happened to be in Dallas, if Dallas made the move and Jerry went to Bill and said, I wanted you to come coach the Cowboys, I think Bill would be good with the setup that would be there. I don't think he's going to go in and say, well, you all step aside, I'm going to run this whole thing, or I'm not coming. I don't think it will be like that. Listen, what did Bill Belichick say exactly one week ago in the press conference in New England? One week ago, he told the reporters there, I don't have to make all the personnel decisions. I'm willing to give up some of that control. He told that to them. That was before they parted ways this week. If an opportunity like Dallas were to come along and he were interested in it, I think he would be willing to collaborate in whatever way it took. Let me get Dan in. Go, Dan. I don't know Jerry Jones. Yeah, Greeny, I don't know Jerry Jones at all. Obviously, he's a tremendous owner and businessman. If they run it back, don't tell me you're serious about winning a Super Bowl. Don't tell me you are. You can wordplay all of us and press card. If you run it back and don't make legit changes, don't say that you actually want to win a Super Bowl. The last three playoff runs – You've been whooped by San Francisco. You've been whooped by San Francisco. And you got embarrassed. Embarrassed. Embarrassing endings of the games. And you got embarrassed by the youngest team in the NFL. And here's the other aspect of this. I'm not calling for coaches' jobs anymore. I did that when I was younger in this profession. I promised to myself I wouldn't do it. But I know this. In this coaching cycle, Mina Kimes made this point 10 days ago. It's Bill Belichick. It's Mike Vrabel. It's Jim Harbaugh. It's Ben Johnson. I mean, this this is a world-class coaching cycle right now. You want to stand pat with what you've witnessed, with what you saw yesterday? Don't tell me you're serious about winning Super Bowls. Well, Super well, quick, I, I'm going to say this. First yeah. off, Ben Johnson's a different story okay. right there. That's That makes more sense. He's got a superstar possibly in the making. I'm not going to take and, – and Bill Belichick, sure, I get it. 
This team would be incredible, all right? You got Dak Prescott, got a great quarterback and all that. I just don't see it darn happening. We're going to throw away – everybody, we're criticizing this guy. They had how many pro bowlers? Yeah. 12 15. pro bowlers? Yeah. They're doing something right oh in Dallas. Oh, my gosh, Rex. They Dan, are. Dan, you don't get to say that you're not calling for people's jobs. And then by, call by, for their jobs. And then call up and call for people's jobs. But anyway. Uh, I'm not calling for anybody's job. But, but they got to fire. But if you're serious about winning a Super Bowl, you better make some changes. Just stand on it. Stand on it, These guys are in Tampa because we got the game tonight. Eagles and Bucks. Could something happen with the coach there if things don't go well? Capping off Super Wild Card Weekend tonight. 8 Eastern, ABC, ESPN, Deportes, and plus megacast coverage including Peyton and Eli on ESPN2. Coming up, much, much more on this morning where the D in Big D stands for disaster, devastation, disappointment, and most of all, done in Dallas. And here we go, Rex. We got you head up against Hembo. Yeah. The Cowboys have lost 20 games in the wild card and divisional round of the playoffs. We know they never make it to the championship game. That's What's true. the only franchise to lose more games in those rounds of the playoffs? Give it some thought. The answer is next. <laughs> <laughs> 